1: December 9th, 2020, Wednesday night continues of AEW Dynamite up against NXT. I'm Justin Labart, of course, there. He's not going to sleep on the show, but he's going to give you some commentary. He is Mr. Matt Morgan. Matt, I how guess, are
2: you? I guess I'm really deep-set eyes. look like I'm sleeping from this angle.
1: <laughs> and joining us for his second week in a row, the people have spoken. Job approval rating <laughs> through the roof. Alfred Kunoa from Forbes. Alfred. My it's great
0: to be here. You guys are so welcoming. And I feel like I'm on an OnlyFans account right now with Matt Morgan. So I really... <laughs> <crazy> <laughs> <movie>.
2: <laughs> Jackson, tell him how good cool you should feel for saying that with you. Jackson, say hi. Hi. Good job, Jack.
1: <laughs> oh, it's funny. Alright guys, let's not waste any time. We've got two shows to cover. Of course, we've got some comments. Uh, we always encourage the Super Chats uh, throw them into the show. So let's jump right into it. AEW Dynamite, a show that had so many big bullet points going into this. Uh, so we'll talk about how they delivered or did not. And they kick off with some action, tag team action of the Young Bucks up against Hybrid 2 and not much. Uh, for the tag titles, a very competitive match, much of what you'd expect. All, uh, innovative offense from the Bucks, a, a melter driver on the outside. Um, but because it was not on-title and there was a, a one spot in particular with uh, with with uh, two one, with two on one and holding off one of the Bucks outside, I actually thought that maybe the Bucks were gonna were gonna give, give get a loss here because it was yeah. not on-title. But ultimately, d- the the Bucks do get the win.
2: WWE style for sure. I'm starting to be like, oh god, don't be like them where the tag title champions or the heavyweight champion or Intercontinental champion loses, you know, before, like, defending the title a week later to the same – it drives me nuts. This was a great match, great way to kick off the show.
0: Yeah, it was a very long match, but I think it deserved all the time it got. I never felt like it was going way too long. I thought there were so many twists and turns, and there were moments like you guys where I thought that Young Bucks were losing, and I would be, you know – Again, it's better, especially the, the top stars and champions, for them to win. But the fact that they kept my suspense, I thought it was a win. I thought it was a very good match.
1: Yeah, I mean, this was definitely uh, the longest TV, the most competitive TV match oh. that, um, that the Hybrid 2 has gotten
2: e- on AEW Diamond. So, yeah, even I mean, my, even my wife, L- L- Larissa, who's the best tag team in wrestling right now, in your opinion, mainstream fan? Young Butts. Who? Young Butts. And she oh, doesn't watch I, it nor I care. Well, there you go. Well, the young there,
1: bucks end up end up hitting the, the being the elite to know. get the wins.
2: This was a really seriously. This also it was put over all four guys. Um, I think what's what's the big tall guy's name again? And a- Helico. Yeah, and Helico. There's, some, there, there's something there with him. There's something there. Like I'm being serious. I've said it a couple times now. This is gonna sound so stupid. I don't know if I've said it in front of you yet, Alfred. So <laughs> I'll, do, I'll I'll do it now. But and Helico. Like, have you ever seen his entrance? Have you ever seen him like come out and he's in like how he's dancing and stuff? Yeah. Like I don't know many people I could pull that crap off. He looks cool. I don't know how to else to say it. He's got a cool factor to him that I think he can be a single star. Jack Evans is a good friend. I love him to death. He's a little older though. Um and Helico I think he could be a break It can be a single star. Yeah, and I like that they
0: were showcased tonight because there's so many tag teams. It's such a log jam All of a sudden, you've got the acclaim coming in. You've got, that, you know, the young bucks, uh, the you know the apprentices that came. Now that Defeat hybrid two get featured is a really good thing. I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's the deepest tag. It's deepest tag roster. I yeah.
1: yeah. and of course, Alfred. You mentioned the acclaim. They had some interaction. Uh, there were they were ringside. They had some interaction during the match. the so post match, they almost jumped into the ring, uh, but then here come SCU who uh, stopped them, gave them the cutoff. So. Yeah, building there. We get a quick backstage promo with MJF and Wardlow. MJF saying he's going to hurt Orange Cassidy and break a lot of smart marks' hearts tonight. Ha! They, <laughs> I loved it. As they'll be going for the uh, uh, the two meet for the AEW Diamond Ring.
2: Huge pop here in the Morgan House. I died. That's great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We get uh, Darby Allen sends a, a new video and it's him doing one of those Rorschach tests where what do you see, Darby? And they show uh, they show him some pictures which are different silhouettes that he sees the different members of, of uh, Team Taz uh, and he's given his uh, verbal shots of them. And then the last one <coughs> is a picture of the face paint of Sting and uh, Darby just chuckles and, and, and kind of leaves it open ended, which then transitions us guys into one of the segments that was you know the anchor one of the segments I figured would anchor this episode, but they put it out this early. And that is uh, Cody coming to the ring. They go to break and tease that they're going to ask Cody what he thinks of Sting. Right. But then it's actually Sting who interrupts Cody. And now we go into the Sting promo. Before we get into what he said, just a real quick opinion here. Wouldn't it it be, well, never mind where they put it, but wouldn't it be beneficial to say Sting is coming up next rather than have it be the surprise?
2: Yes. Duh. Yes, I'll agree to that. But with that said, let's go back to Darby really quick for two seconds. Yeah. Am I overthinking by saying, like, and I like this if this is true. Do you think they took this a little bit out of Batman? Do you remember Batman? Um, it was either Joker or maybe it was Batman that had to see all those different, the blot tests, the same test that he just took. And he, like, I could have sworn that's where I've seen that before. And then he just starts laughing. It must have been Joker that had to see that when he was locked up. I must have written this in a comic book. Um, but I, 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 I took that prompt that that pre-tape whatever you want to call it i thought that was awesome use of darby and i love the connection to sting we all want to see this
0: yeah i really love that they do that with darby because it's just so different from anything else that's on the show no matter what it is i always remember it and when you think of the element of sting wrestling we were kind of touching on this last night is that if it is going to be in a cinematic setting that really does fit with what darby does no matter absolutely help.
1: some back-to-back uh, funny super chats uh Jody Sean Jenkins, whoa, did Matt get a bigger car? Only to follow up with, no, he was wait, he was just in his house. <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> so, so we have 10 Canadian dollars out of confusion yeah. of Matt's locations.
2: There you go, Matt. Marks.
1: <laughs> All right. So uh so yeah, so we come back. Cody gets interrupted immediately by Sting. Sting comes out to the ring, Arn quickly uh, approaches Sting and just says, you know, I know you have an agenda, I know he has an agenda, I'm just gonna respectfully leave right now. Uh, and then Sting putting over Tony. He and Tony Schiavone having an, an embrace and a hugging moment. It puts over Tony being a soundtrack of his career. Has Tony give one more. It's Sting. People pop for that. God, this is awesome. And then Tony leaves the ring. So now it's down to Sting and Cody. Cody gets on the mic and says he's waited a long time to share a ring with Sting. And, and Sting kind of saying, look, Cody, I'm not here for you. i got other things going, but he doesn't really even reveal. But I'm not here for you. And Cody continues. This is definitely one to go watch. Cody's selling a lot of body language of "I'm good to. I'm glad to see you, but I'm not glad to see you. Almost a little annoyed, and then Sting at the end says, you know, I've always said, what's uh, sure about Stinger is nothing's for sure. I'll see you around, kid. And uh, Cody went to Twitter and took exception to the kid. Uh, Matt Morgan, what did you think of this uh, first promo for Sting in AEW?
2: Cody going into business for herself on Twitter, which I would have done the same thing. Try to make something out of something. Um, he's there for Darby. I, 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 Cody's a humongous star. He's a megastar. So he doesn't need the Sting rub here. Little eight-year-old Cody who grew up in his, with his father in the locker rooms at WCW, oh, it's going absolutely bonkers right now. It's the same, same experience I had working with, with, with Ric Flair or Hulk Hogan or Sting himself as well. Same thing. There's no way around that. I don't care how long you've been in this business. Most of us have, grew up wrestling fans before becoming wrestlers. That's why we became wrestlers. So I don't care how cool somebody thinks they are. None of that ever gets lost on you when you're in the ring with them. Never. Never ever ever ever. Until like, okay, you get punched for the first time. Then, okay, then it's your opponent again. But like in your head, you're just screaming like, holy shit, I'm in the ring with a fucking flare right now. You know, there's no way around that. And I guarantee you, Cody had it last week and he had it again tonight. Um, but again, I don't you guys love the fact that they're kind of foreshadowing to Darby? Yeah, I you-
0: do. Like that a lot. And it also seemed that like Cody was kind of trying to keep himself in the mix in terms of a potential opponent for Sting because the body language was pretty confrontational between the two. And I just look that the Cody character is very consistent in that this is a character that bites off more than he can chew. And it's constantly brought up in commentary right before he took that break when he lost to Brody Lee. He lost very quickly. And they said, yeah, that's because it's eventually going to happen. He bite off more than he can chew. And here we see Cody now. Oh, He's yeah. interviewed with Jack. He's interviewed with uh Sting right now, possibly is interviewed with Team Taz and <laughs> another more evidence of Cody doing this, so we'll see where this goes. And you know, this kind of told me that this might be the avenue they use to turn Cody heel in some some respect.
2: They do you think they can afford while Jericho's heel to have Cody and Kenny heel?
1: Well, I think they are going that route, Cody, and we'll get to that in a few when we get to the Shaq stuff, but we're sticking here with Sting. You know, he you know he and I did I left this out of the promo. So he did point out something that looks very familiar and he kind of motioned up to Darby, who is sitting up in the in this in the rafters by himself again. So what I wonder is you know, Justin Barrasso from Sports Illustrated had a report this week and he says, he reports, they are they are planning to have Sting wrestle. But there's no way around it that they, they plan to have it now. What that yes. means what does it mean a cinematic match? Does it mean tag matches? What have Damn. you? I could see a cinematic with Darby, but the way Darby, if he, but if you try to put Sting in a live match on live TV in the ring with Darby, the no. way Darby and some of these other guys work. I don't know how safe and wise that
2: is. Well, I don't think we need to talk about it because I don't think they're going to do it. I don't. I think they'll do an eight. If if it's ever live, first and foremost, which I don't think it would be. But if it ever was, it's going to be an eight-man tag with him getting the hot tag, Um, which is easy ABC for him to come through and not get hurt. Um, He he bumps everybody, and he doesn't ever take a bump. Um, But the cinematic match I'd be much more excited for.
1: Well, And you can get away at a time where you don't really have – you hardly have any fans. You can get away with Sting's first match yes. being something not in front of fans you know, because it's not yes. like you'd like, like you be pissing off an arena fool or something. And
2: I want to start using special powers already. Oh, like, yeah, we got to go all the way. Come on. <laughs> like, why doesn't he use – like, think about it. He's supposed to have special powers. And, like, unlike Undertaker, he really never uses. I could have sworn – I mean, didn't he have some point? Didn't he ever do like the lightning gimmick at least once? Not out of his fingers, but like I don't know. think he did. No, maybe I'm such a big mark that when like they turn the lights, would go off. Remember, they would, like, do, they would, they would do.
1: He's stay, there. They would do. He's there. Lights off, and he, and, he, and he disappears. They would do the taker thing of uh, you know. But there's a lot of wrestlers that have pulled the disappearance after no, lights. No,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do I believe Sting has special powers?
1: Well, it's like Alfred was just saying, it's, it's based on the crow and, and yeah. the crow character in the movie. He, he I mean came back, you he resurrected from a grave. Things?
2: Do you guys think those things about Sting or not?
1: I think he might. I mean, it is a dark
0: and supernatural character, especially when you compare it to the surfer gimmick that he had before. It's the opposite of that. It does
2: seem like he's from the underworld. Like, when you guys were younger, though, and watching when he first did the crow, Sting, did you all not think he had, like, some type of, like, I Undertaker-ish stuff going oh ahead. yeah i
1: didn't yeah i didn't classify him as like a human character
2: no. yeah
1: okay cool so so we'll see so i mean staying again they put him out rather early but uh but but maybe at the end of the day again n- nothing nothing he- headline worthy really came out of this so maybe it was fine because it, there was nothing that, yeah was, you know this wasn't going to anchor an hour or something
2: no 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 and, and Justin, really quick and they should have definitely led him with it. it's a good point you pointed out they should have to get all the value you can out of sting being on your show uh real quick for fans at home, you want to see something cool and different with Sting, I'm gonna just plug in it. Um, go back and watch TNA Impact when he tried to do the uh Joker Sting. He did a pretty damn good job with that. I was, I was always impressed with that. that. Yeah. At first I was like, What are you doing, dude? You're a classic character, you don't to do this shit. I remember saying that to him in the locker room. He's like, This <laughs> is fun though, man. I'm having fun. I was like, all right. I remember my head going, Oh, there goes his career. <laughs> and then like <laughs> like Two shows later, he was killing it with it. I was
1: like, "Boy, is he good?" Um, all right. So backstage, we get Team Taz. Uh, they're talking together and they're they're, they're mocking uh, Sting, Cody, and Allen. And uh, Team Taz, are putting over the, themselves. And, and but to be, should be noted, it's Taz, it's Ricky Starks, it's Brian Cage, um, it's it's Powerhouse Hobbs, and also Hook, who that is what well, that's Taz's son, right?
2: Yes, son. Yep,
1: it's son. Yeah. Putting over that uh, Hook is no Can longer training.
2: With Cody. With Cody. No, he's not, which I like that. Really quick, uh, I want to point something out. On um, Being the Elite, I, I, I don't know if I'll you. You watch it, right, sometimes? Yeah, or? I like it. Yeah, I, I keep Did up with it. Up yeah. it. Yeah. Did you – also, I, I watch Guevara Sammy's show too, Sammy's uh, YouTube show. The reason I'm saying that is because they had a really cool gimmick, I thought, with Powerhouse Hobbs on Sammy's YouTube show where he plays Debo. He comes oh. in the locker room. Someone's drinking a bang. He takes it out of his hand. He's like, that's my bang. <laughs> and, so like it. <laughs> and like dude's like oh meet my meal he's like that's my meal it totally like acts like Debo the bully and if, uh, if you guys can go get a chance to go watch Sammy's show I'm not plugging the show go and fast forward to that part it's a cool character I think it'll be given much more depth to this powerhouse Hobbs character I'll it's check really that cool. out that hilarious. it's funny. it's funny as hell too
1: up next, more tag team action. we got FTR up against the Varsity Blondes, which is Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, this is very much what you figure to be. FTR getting the, the, ball, the glorified squash match, essentially. Uh, Brian Pillman, both, both Brian and Griff got a little bit of shine in here. Brian looked good in his shine. He definitely took an ass-whooping as well uh, uh, through the heat of FTR beating them up. Uh, no surprise here. FTR gets the win via pinfall. Uh, any thoughts on this match, guys?
0: Oh, will uh-huh. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think, I think uh, Garrison and uh, Pillman Jr. have a lot of promise together. Just like you see them together and it makes sense. And I like the name of the Varsity Blondes. And there's definitely something there. I, I, I think it was kind of a mistake to just put them out there first week. Because they have been on Dark and I've actually liked what they've done on Dark. And to just throw them out and have them on the losing end. But I get it. And then, you know, I think they've got a lot of promise.
1: Yeah, and then should be noted after the uh, match, I, uh, Jurassic Express also getting engaged with FTR.
2: Of course they do, because AEW cannot just have a clean finish to a match and then somebody <laughs> walk away. It's impossible for them to let it happen. But the, in their defense, this is why they need another show. They just do. They have so much talent on this damn roster. They're so packed with good talent. Um, we haven't seen Jurassic Express in God knows how long it feels. Um, in an angle, do you know what I mean? Being mm-hmm. treated serious, especially Jungle Boy. Um, you know, Jungle Boy supposed to be the second coming. Yeah. You know, and they kind of dropped it with him a little bit. They're, they're a new company. They're figuring it out on timing and things like that for TV time. But, um, I was going to say real quick, uh, I like back to the, uh, was it the varsity blondes? They, they do have a good, they have very good potential. Um, but you're right. I, I almost, what do you do though? Really Al? Because they are so stacked in that tag division, right? Do you have them wrestle on dynamite to job a note to no names out or, do you have them beat in Helico and Jack Evans maybe? Yeah, you could start there. Absolutely. I mean, t- as soon as you saw FTR come out against these guys, I knew they were – as soon as you saw FTR, it's like,
0: oh, well, they're not going to win this one. And, you know, at least they put up a fight. No. And, like Dustin said, there was some shine there. But
2: I, it's okay for the guys like that. I mean, it's not going to necessarily hurt them. I don't think anybody expected them to win. So this is where I'm going to I'm be a hypocrite. Usually when I see stars like that, I want them to be stars, meaning if they're going against a lesser talented team, they need to own them, crush them, beat them – Onto the next, right? Because that's right. what would happen if Michael Jordan's Bulls played some crapper NBA team. They would blow them out of the building. And Jordan would be chilling by the third quarter on the bench, chicking his Gatorade. So, same thing in wrestling, I always thought. But I did want to see the FTR. I was surprised they didn't give them more because that's right. what they're known as. They're like a tag team version of Kurt Angle, where they always want to give more to their opponent because it's just how they are. But I don't know.
1: Yeah, you're right. We haven't seen much of Jurassic Express, and I think it's just a, it's a testament to they have there's so much. This is such a big roster. They so have what much. they have one two hour TV show, and then Dark is like five freaking hours. It yeah. seems like uh, you know it. it screams yeah. with the success Dynamites had, and with the roster that they have compiled, even while in the pandemic, it screams that another uh, weekly show on, yes. on on cable has got to be coming in 2021.
2: Yes. Yeah, I'll watch. Yeah.
1: So uh, we go to uh, earlier in the day, Alex Marvez, he's uh, talking to Hangman Page, who's at the bar, of course, and uh, Hangman Page all of a sudden is interrupted by uh, Matt's favorites, uh, John Silver and Alex Reynolds, pop up from behind the bar, and they notice, look, you know, you, you need a partner. No strings attached against Matt Hardy and Private Party next week in the six-man tag, and Hangman Page, a little reluctant, but he, he's not joining. He said, I do need two bodies to, 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 to partner up with. So uh, teasing that for uh, next week here with Hangman Page.
2: Speaking so of being the oh, elite, they actually put a little, is there, maybe there's a delay on my mic. I'm sorry, guys. I'm um, uh, Being the elite again, they, they did a little thing with Dark Order trying to recruit uh, uh, Hangman again. It was, gets a little silly, a little sloppy silly, but it's, again, I, I watch, I like this company and their talent so much. I, I like complete Mark, Matt Morgan. I watch all of their, pot, uh, all of their different YouTube shows too. Because they do tie them together,
1: I am yes, married join go. the dark that, orgy, young man.
0: that, <laughs> that was actually going to be my comment. yeah I, I, I really like, want to see uh, hangman join the dark order.
2: That was a quote on being the elite. He's not joking. they all <laughs> got messed up, they all got they all pretended they were drunk, and John um, Silver was like yelling that to him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well more dark order to come here as we have dustin rhodes uh with lee johnson in his corner up against 10 from the uh dark order uh well want to real quick on the match and then we'll get to what the real story what happens after the match this match if you if you guys both saw this match this match was uh, i i don't know what happened it, it was like it came off sloppy and then and the no- noting point that i had is at the at the the spot of where ten takes over and, and switches the momentum, he ends up giving a spine buster to Dustin, and it seemed like it was a huge miscommunication, and it was almost like Dustin was prepared to, to take like a, a atomic drop and had his legs straight down, but atomic then ten, drop. but then ten just flung him hard uh, forward for a back bumper, and then Dustin took a long time to, I don't know, and then after that they went to a really quick a sloppy looking finish. I, I don't know, but maybe it's just me, but it looked really,
2: I don't know. It's so hard to tell because of. Because Dustin is so good. He's so good at selling. Yeah. It's hard to tell with him. It
0: really... There there was a spot in the match where it looked like they got their signals crossed, but I didn't really notice Dustin selling. But if I go back and look, I'll just go back and look for it. But I just thought it was a little awkward at one point.
1: Yeah, he Dustin just got out. Like, he kind of just got out of the ring for a while and walked around and, like, I don't know. And then, like, it was just the whole thing I looked at. But anyway, Dustin gets back in. Yeah, Dustin gets back in. Uh, He ends up hitting a running bulldog and gets the pin. But then the uh, notable point is, after the fact, Evil Uno, who, by the way, looking sharp in the suit, and he's, he's dropped some LBs. Evil Uno comes out with the rest of the Dark Order, and he is, doesn't want to fight Dustin. He wants to improve Dustin's future and wants to recruit him <laughs> to be member seven. And now, for those of you who didn't pick up on this, let us explain. So oh, Dustin, yes, I Dustin, Dustin left WWE back in the 90s from his gold dust gimmick. And uh, w- and unveiled in this all white Uncle Fester makeup, uh, as this character Seven, who was hanging out outside some little child's bedroom window, and then proceeded to cut a shoot promo on how stupid yeah. and silly it yeah. was. Um, so this is like a little bit of, an, of a a nod to one of the darker parts of his career. Uh, <laughs> Matt, are you? What do you think? Do you buy Dustin Rhodes going to the Dark Order?
2: No. Alfred? No, he's too I, nice. Dustin Rhodes, no. but. I love the Can I just point out though. something? There's definitely an echo. I'm gonna come back here in two seconds, guys. Um, I just wanted to say really quick before I go and come back. Um, we need to point out, and I'm glad you did, Justin. We got to give props where it's due. A lot of times we get on guys that that could look better physically, you know, and may not be putting their all into it. They're being paid money to be a professional athlete. I always am a believer of. You should try to do, unless it's part of your character and gimmick, you should try to look like an athlete. You could kick somebody's ass. And good on Uno, because he has done that and then some. Every time he comes out, he looks like he's dropped more weight. He looks like he's out there working hard, and he's a great promo. I went from hating his character to it's easily one of my, I'm not joking, He's one of my favorite characters on that show. Yeah, it's crazy. And Matt Morgan's not alone in hating that character. It was like this time last
0: year, almost identical this time last year, might have been AEW's worst segment of all time. It was with the Dark Order. And a lot of people were saying, right? as AEW was resetting for the following year in 2020, they are saying, you got to get rid of the Dark Order. This is death. You can't have them be your yes. time. Here we are. And they're doing some of the best work. As great as Brodie Lee was, these past few weeks and months, especially on BTE, as you were talking about, have been great for the Dark Order. And when Brodie Lee comes back, I think it's going to be even better, especially with John Silver.
1: And the in the Brody situation, yeah. the Brody situation is interesting because Tony Khan, when he did a media call last week, I uh, I don't know if he if he brought Brody or if he was asked about Brody, but he said he really couldn't speak on whatever Brody's situation is, and he said I hope we have him back, but but it was very vague. It didn't it didn't come off as an injury. It didn't come off. They, they've been pretty transparent when it's something with COVID, so I don't know. So you're right. It's been odd that Brody came in as their big revealed exalted leader, exalted one, and then had a real quiet. Disappearance as of late, so but uh, Evil Uno definitely keep picking up the slack. I could actually see Dustin. You know, Dustin. You know, he, he's a he's ever he's forever kept now and adopted the gold dust look with the bodysuit attire and the face paint. Obviously, it's not the gold dust androgynous character, but I could certainly see uh, Dustin if, if he taps back into a dark side of him. He, I think he fits into the dark order actually quite well. Really, uh, be, be better than just being American, just better than just being another Rhodes family member essentially
0: right yeah and i really like that psychology it's kind of basic but you've seen it work time and again of them saying that you're the third most important roads in this company that's something that could really sit with dustin and if he ever does turn he can speak to the fact that i don't play second or third fiddle to anybody i still got plenty left in the tank or something like that
1: well on the third most important roads i will transition right into the next segment i'll try to wait for matt to get back on real quick we'll show a super chat in the meantime. Steezy Preezy, four ninety nine. not anytime soon because I think Darby should win, but due to the history of the TNT, is Sting winning that title the perfect send-off? I mean, hey, look, that's been the whole story, right, is that Tony Khan's going to allow Sting to have basically carte blanche control of how he wants his run to go.
0: I mean, if they do that, it would be a very polarizing decision, but, I mean, with a good enough story, I mean, there was a time where Jerry Lawler looked like he was going for the WWE title, and I wanted him to win it, and he was in his 50s. So, you know, with a good enough story, I'm sure they can uh, do it the right way.
1: Yeah, I mean, we do have to keep in mind, as good as, again, as iconic as Sting is, as good as he looks for most people who would be 61, he is still 61, so we have to keep in mind what investment you put in him like a title belt, Uh, but that said, anything's possible?
2: No, Sting, I'm sorry, (laughs) no, no, you do not, no, what would have been better is if he beat Sting for that title the first go around, but they didn't know, probably.
1: All right. So, yes, yeah, so as Alfred just pointed out, uh, you know, Evil Uno pointed out you're the third most important roads in this uh, company, Dustin, behind Brandy and behind Cody. And up next, we get Brandy and this sit down interview. Uh, now, it should be noted, this is a sit down interview with Shaq. If you're wondering, hey, look, they're packing a lot of stuff into this. Uh, the reports is reports are is that it's basically they're on the mercy of Shaq's schedule. So Shaq was able to do this record, do this sit down. So that's why this also got thrown into this uh, to this episode of Dynamite, and the sit down is conducted by Shivani. Basically, to sum this up here, um, Shaq uh, talks about how he loves the business. He loves the, uh, Cody. He loves Dusty. Um, and he, but he also puts over how much he likes Jade. Of course, Jade uh, Cartwright, who made her uh, appearance, has been making her appearances for the last couple of weeks. Brandy then talks about how yeah, but she doesn't appreciate what uh, Jade did, um, and and then Shaq basically says, you know, I, Brandy, I'd love to see you and uh i'd love to see you and jade and then brandy's getting ready to get up and leave and then shack uh, he says something that offends brandy i'm trying to remember what he said here um uh what do you say here jade would we gotta watch out for jade yeah basically basically gotta watch out and, and then brandy now is offended uh she says she's sick of this shit and then she tosses uh tony Shavani's drink into Shaq's face and says you're an overgrown asshole and leaves. and that's <laughs> the end of the segment uh, Matt, Matt Morgan, uh, did you see this? It's pretty in your stiff,
2: Brandy. Brand, yeah, I think it was a little stiff for just saying that. Like, yeah, you, you act like you said a mom joke or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like what he said, unless I misheard it, was not drinking your face worthy, right? Not really. I mean she
0: he, he just repeated himself. She said what did you just say? And he said, I think Jade would, you know, beat you or would work. You or something wouldn't. about her arm,
1: too. I think I think it was like take yeah, care of that like arm.
0: arm. Yeah, yeah. Jade would take care of the arm. And she said, he thinks seriously serious. She said yes. And then she spilled a drink in his face.
1: Here's where I'm confused. First off, again, it's great they have Shaq involved. That that's that's that's, that's game. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've gone down the road. So yes. don't, I don't and let,
2: let, let, and let's not overanalyze this, because like you said, we got him. I ain't complaining that I'm watching AEW and I just saw Shaq on my television tonight.
1: I have no complaints about Shaq. I guess here, I guess from the awesome. wrestling stand, from the wrestling standpoint, Shaq aside, Shaq, Shaq's fine. <laughs> wrestling standpoint, here's here's where I'm a little confused. Jade came in and certainly came in as a heel by the way she interrupted, ran down Cody, and then she acts like a heel when she's ambushing and breaking Brandy's arm. So Jade clearly acting like a heel, but then the whole water into the or the drink into the face by Brandy—that's a very that heel move. Up. Yes, and then, like so, so. Everybody's acting. Like Cody's turning heel. Everybody's everybody's a heel here. <laughs> Who's a babyface?
2: This is this is AEW's problem. They've got to be more disciplined when they're watching, when they're writing these segments, or carrying them out. And let's say if it's taped or, or whatever have you, a pre-tape, whatever. They've got to be much more careful on putting the structure in there to say, okay, I get that's what you naturally want to do. We got to protect you. You're a babyface of this. Jade, Jade is brand new. She needs this heat. You're taking away her heat by doing this. Don't do that.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, everybody came off as unlikable at the end of this segment. I really didn't know what the purpose of it was by the end. It was nothing that they was, like, I can't wait to see what they do next here. And that's what a lot of people may have tuned in for, um, or enough people, especially with Shaq being advertised in. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a mixture of them trying to be kind of like document- documentary style, like real sports, and then with the water in the face, it was just kind of cartoonish the way yes. it was done. It, was facial. it just made the whole thing seem You're like right. a joke.
1: And the chat room's giving the correction. It, it, was, it, it was him saying to Brandy that you can learn from Jade. Uh, so that was yeah. the disrespect
2: line. Okay. Still ain't, ain't drink worthy. Not for a baby face. Yeah. Um, and, and more importantly, I thought Jack came off like the bigger baby face in this right so again what we were shown tonight on television between what we saw from cody's body language what we saw from brandy tonight i still feel because he's a bigger star we all are interested to in see what he's going to do yeah. it came across like a baby face semi yeah baby face.
1: which i mean it's not it's, that's not unusual normally the celebrity is the baby face but it's the fact that jade has clearly been the heel and that's going to be his partner presumably and what they look like they're building to so it's just i i, I don't know i i it's it's kind of confusing, and I mean, I hope I hope it goes well again. I, you know, but Brandy, that unfortunately, Brandy has had. I mean, every time they've tried to attach Brandy to something, it's, it's kind of had a kiss of death. I, I mean, and, well, and that's, can, just, and
2: that's I, or the time she saved the segment, where when Jay just randomly showed up in the ring with Cody, say what you want. Brandy cut a blistering. Yeah. No, that was good. Go back and watch it. That's part of that promo. That was a no, that was good promo. That was fire. Um, but really quick this is what I'm worried about that match. If it's a, if it's a mixed tag, let's say, right. Um, a concern to think about in the way it's usually booked is if the story is centered around the girls more fine, the girls will eat up more of the match in ring action. And then finally the guys will get the hot tag, the baby face. So like I say, uh, Cody gets the hot tag. Shaq ain't bumping feeding. Yeah. He ain't bumping and feeding for him. So, like, that's what's going to be awkward about this match. I'm very interested to see the dichotomy of it. If Because do we know for sure if it's going to be a singles or tag yet?
1: No, I was going to say, they, they have not officially announced that it's a, a mixed tag. That's what we kind of all assume. But I, but at the very least, it seems like assumed. they're building. At the very least, it seems like they're building two. So they're going to have a big two-part cool. show. The, the the New Year's, the December 30th show, uh, and then and then the first show um, in January. So it's that, like a two-night thing. So it's, it would seem that they're going to have whether it's Jade, right now it seems like it's Jade versus Brandy. It kind of is what it <coughs> seems like. And I but think maybe- Shaq,
2: will com- Shaq will accompany her, and then Shaq's going to choke slam Cody after the match or something like that.
0: Yeah, and that might be a good way to do it. Is you start off with Jade versus I'll Brandy, and if you have a reason for them to clash between Cody and Shaq, and then that kind of naturally progresses into that. I'd be fine with it.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So stay tuned and, and find out. But that that was that was the thing that confused me. Brandy acting like a heel. Um, wouldn't jade's also doing that. All right, so moving on. so another one of the big uh, angles coming in tonight is the inner circle where Jericho last week gave them the, the, the you know you guys had seven days to figure out are we gonna get along or are we disbanding this group? So they all come out minus um, Santana, he, who's not there. Uh, Jericho attributes it to Santana so upset with the behavior he didn't even show up to work this week. Uh, but they're all armed with microphones. Uh, basically MJF trying to you know say, oh, this is all gonna be fine. Sammy really getting MJF's face really has a problem. Uh, doesn't want to be part of this Uh, Ortiz jumps in and says look while MJF and Wardlow aren't the greatest humans they do add and and make us better so let's just move past it Uh, Jericho and and Ortiz convince Sammy to shake his hand Sammy says I'll do it but if one more incident happens uh, I quit and then Hager says well now I have a problem why does this guy Wardlow keep staring at me and (laughs) the Wardlow says why do you keep staring at me it's creepy and they go back and forth it was a great little bit of a bit between the two big men and they agree to stop staring at each other
2: yeah, they continue to stare at
1: each other throughout the thing.
2: But I, I, I watched it the entire time. My eyes are glued to them. We've yeah. seen how far they're going to keep kayfabe. But they do it the whole segment. Remember the time when they were like holding the ropes open for like who that they like bodyguard for, and yeah. they they kept staring holes through each other. That, they that they don't stop. It's funny as hell.
0: They were Did at the
2: strip club staring at each other the same way, and I think yes, <laughs> <either>. yes. <Yeah. laughs>
0: They're quickly becoming the best part of this inner circle split. What I love about the split is that they're not just doing a split for the sake of it. Like you've got plenty of potential feuds, whether it's Hager and Wardlow, whether it's Jericho and anybody, whether it's Sammy Guevara and, you know, MJF are going to mix it up uh, eventually. And I just love how the whole thing is being done to where it's almost like a whodunit, like who's going to fire the first shot before these guys start shooting at each other.
1: Well, and and, and it's great too, because while, while it's, It's great because it really is gonna make something it's gonna make it meaningful the first time the Warland Hager Hager get to actually throw blows at Mm -hmm. each other. So um so also everybody's arguing he's a
2: smarmy even though he's a smarmy little heel, Sammy, and you wanna smack him all the time, he has very good potential as a baby face. Mm -hmm
1: well that's what it was matt that's actually it's funny you say that um the first time i ever saw sammy work is he came and worked for us here at iwc wrestling and much of his it's kind of like a Britt baker story much of his, his indie offense. run he, he was always a babyface because yeah because of his offense sure. because of his look yeah. and then i thought it's interesting yeah. that jericho said something very interesting once on his podcast like yeah sammy's smaller and he does a high-flying babyface offense but because he is such a pretty boy face you kind of do look at him and go, you know, I could just punch that guy. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. uh, so good on Jericho to see that. Um, yep. so, so ultimately, they all decide that they are going to move forward, be stronger, learn from their mistakes, and so they all put the middle finger in and one, two, three, let's go team. Uh, so the inner circle is uh, going to keep it going. Yes, there's $5 super chat from Justin Lopez. I could see the mixed tag happening at uh uh, the beach break in January. I think he uh, <coughs> means, I think he means I think he means the, the, the new year show on January six uh, or whatever date yeah. that is. So. Um, all right. So that was that move on here uh, from the inner circle up next up next. We Mega. see, uh, well, not quite yet. First uh-huh. we had Eddie Kingston, blade uh-huh. and the butcher up against uh, Lance Archer, Ray Phoenix uh-huh. and Penta. This, immediately just starts out as a, uh, a brawl all over and they quickly do um, uh, butcher throws suplexes rather penta into a table and this is what they Excellent. get penta out of there they take him to the backstage saying he's injured so now essentially with all the part with all the People, including Bunny, out there, it's basically a four or a two, uh, and ultimately yeah. Butcher Blade and Bunny with a uh, blade getting the, the, the victory, getting the pinfall, uh, get the win here. Yeah. Kind of odd so, for, for for Penta and these guys who take such crazy bumps just to have a generic suplex of the table to make that the injury bump. But
2: yeah, yeah but more okay, but more importantly, guys, I, I cannot take Butcher and the Blade, they're very talented in the ring, they are. I cannot buy into them though, I can't. I've tried time and time and time and time again. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know what my disconnect with them is. Is it possibly when they do run-ins and they're wearing white pants and, like, no shirt but with a butcher uniform? I I don't know what it is that makes me go, I don't like this. And one of them I'm very good friends with, so I don't like saying this. I want them to get over but, like, I don't know what the disconnect is for me as a fan, you know? And then they were very, very clear about making sure that they protected uh lucha brothers which good finally i just wish they weren't on the losing end of everything like they're the most talented tag team i would argue other than ftr and young bucks w- like what the hell w- what do these guys got to do to get back on top i don't know yeah and they
0: recently had a match you saw that i mean it exploded in ratings and they kind of ran it back between the lucha brothers uh you know penta and ray phoenix or you know Probably the most talented so per minute, the most talent per minute AEW gets. But, I, I mean, it's a very loaded mm-hmm. roster, so you're always going to have a problem with this. I feel the same way, in fact, about Lance Archer. I think he's fantastic. Uh, they kind of get oh, him to a certain goal, yes. and he loses the world title matches. But, uh, you know, I thought the guys were good. I thought this match went way too
2: long. and um, uh, But I thought Lance. they worked very hard.
1: Yeah, and Lance Archer. I,
2: I, I don't like seeing Lance Archer on a losing team either. Me neither. Ever, yep. and I was getting really pissed at the end watching it, watching him watch them raise their hands. And I go, they cannot let him go out like this. This is literally a definition of when we're going over our matches beforehand and go, what am I supposed to do? Just sit there with my bleep in my hand while you guys are doing this. That's like how we would talk. That's what I would have said. And luckily they had better minds in this because he came and glommed them all from behind and tried to get his stuff in, which was good. Um, I just again, I don't like seeing himself or anybody right now. I still think he should be no selling everybody. I just do. Yeah,
1: for him to have just kind of quickly uh, made the switch over on the babyface side of the fence and already be on a on a match losing, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't do doesn't do favor. So we'll we'll see. I again, this is this is a long running story of, of of AEW's mistreatment of their big
2: guys. But, but him especially, he looks even more different. Not just for being big, his look in general, like he is so different looking than everyone on that roster.
1: Those early vignettes when Jake joined him, when they were basically were having like Fight Club in oh, so some in some field behind a barn. I mean, <laughs> that was great. I mean, that, that really gave an essence to the just character. He if, you have, yeah. if you have
2: nothing, if you don't have a, you don't have a main event angle for him, cool. Then just keep booking that. Just keep yeah, booking uh-huh. the vignettes. Cool. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, Jake,
0: uh, Jake Roberts' role has been limited, too, especially because, you know, he rolls with Lance Archer, so if Lance isn't on TV, that means less promos from Jake, which, I mean, that's not a good thing. Yeah. No.
1: No. Um, all right, so backstage, we see more of the women uh, getting getting crazy with each other. We've got Red Velvet. She's getting beat up by Jake Cargo and Nyla Rose. Uh, Big Swole and Serena Deep come to make the save. Uh some more uh, pushing and shoving going on there. So continuing to, to build all the, the alliances that are going on here with uh, with mainly Jade now with Nyla Rose like, and Vicky Guerrero.
2: I l- Okay, I like that alliance. I like Jade and Nyla and Vicky Guerrero. I love that alliance.
1: Yeah. Uh more women's action here as we get Abaddon in a squash match against Tesha Price. Uh Abaddon, of course, Good. yeah. She gets the win here a very, very quick match. Uh, Abaddon gets the win. Um Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And they're really selling. She
0: kind of initially being scared of Abaddon, but then she came out with like the kendo stick. And so she's kind of starting to stand up to her. But I really love everything to do with Abaddon. And I think it's time to just, you know, I like her champion, but she doesn't need that title anymore. And I'm ready to see it put on somebody who could use it and you can kind of
2: uh, rise to the level of the title. And I think Abaddon might be that person.
1: Yeah. You know, Abaddon.
2: Here's the conundrum, though. AW is such a new company, and more importantly, the women's division has been very weak. So, like, that championship belt is not ready yet to make a talent, I would argue. It's just not. Um, It will be, but that's why it's imperative they should have been very serious about who they put that title on first and give that person a long run. I would have done it with Britt Baker, to be honest. Um, uh, Nyla Rose, make her undefeated for a year as your champion. No one could touch her that puts some legitimacy and respect behind that title. I think no offense to the car I can't even pronounce her name. Um, Shida like, she does nothing for me. She's talented in the ring. She's not a world champion though. I'm sorry. She's just not, not for a brand new company. It's supposed to give me the alternative. I, I, I just don't think she is. I'm sorry. Um, I immediately think of all the girls in the NXT women's division. Every time I watch her and I go, Oh my God, there's at least 18 girls. I can name that or I would put as champion way before her from NXT um. So why am I watching this? Do you know what I'm saying? So like, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of hers.
1: No, I mean AEW. That's 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 not. I think it's been the overwhelming consensus is that their shortcoming universally has been the depth of what they have to work with and just general booking of the women's division. I mean, I yeah. I mean, you know, Brit Brit going from face to to the heel has been a great thing. But yeah, they haven't they haven't capitalized on Nyla. I still want to know the story of why Awesome Kong. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I get that she maybe had to disappear to film the last thing of Glow, but Glow has been done, and in, in the can't like I don't know, I, yeah. You know, there's a, there's a lot of questions. Abaddon has one of the most unique looks and entrances, yeah. and, and and in a, and a visual business, yeah. has got a lot working for her. Uh, I can tell, very green, very very, you know, yes. still like a lot more experience and reps needed. So nowhere near yet ready for a yes. title belt, but this is good at least getting the character established.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't take my eyes off there's, her. Yeah, I know. There's things you could do. Like, I like the short matches. I mean, I think it might be interesting to knowing yep. how great she is to say, okay, we'll keep her short. And, you know, that works yep. for a guy named Goldberg that they're going to profile this Sunday. And so maybe Avedon could be a character like that. I really don't see her being somebody who can go in the long
2: matches, even when she does learn the business. We don't. Would, less we don't moral like that. Yes. That's how I felt about Bray Wyatt doing the Fiend character at first. When I saw the mask, he was wearing I was like, how's he going to be like shut off the robes? What's that going to look like? You know what I mean? Is it going to look hokey? Yeah. Like he's wearing like a like a, a, a dollar general mask at times from certain angles. Is it going to look, I remember being worried about the first time it debuted. Um, so like when you have an over the top gimmick like that, I do think less is more makes her look like more of a monster. Right. And, and she's there just to tear people's heads off. That's, that, that's her, that's her stick. It should be. And because she's green, it's going to play right into that by keeping these matches short and it makes her look better. And in the interim, she can keep practicing and get better. Um, they did this with Undertaker. They did this with so many big guys, over the years, it's not even funny because it worked. It's only in today's generation of wrestling where they don't do it like that. They expose these poor guys and gals that don't have as much experience. And then they show their asses and then they don't really get that time to recover to get their, not legitimacy, but their, um, what's the word back? Their, um, Credibility. their heat, so to speak. Credibility. Yeah. Back, so to speak. You know, so I love seeing the short match with her. They need to continue this. I would keep building her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I think universally people are interested in. She's awesome, so so we'll see where. uh, And and because of her gimmick
2: and and, and her look and her entrance, though, don't you think? If you keep it short, um, that stuff won't ever get corny looking. It won't get Mm -hmm. tacky looking or hokey looking. I, I saw her on Dark once, and it. I remember feeling like, oh crap. There's some of this that feels ho- like she kind of looks hokey from this one angle. I remember thinking, I know that's a lot of overthinking, but I'm an overthinker. Um, and I remember thinking like, they got to stop treating her like the other wrestlers. She should not be treated like the other wrestlers. She's special.
1: Yeah. And I just think, I just think the, the general booking philosophy of the women's going to have to change it, it in, in the first year and, and some change it's, it's just oh, been,
2: yes. you
1: know, and again, I don't,
2: does, I does Kenny book them? Does Kenny book the finishes?
1: At least, from my understanding, at least to start when Dynamite kicked off, Kenny was doing. I don't know if he still is, and but but I know that he was getting a lot of flack from viewers and fans. Of okay, Kenny, you, you love and yes. appreciate the Japanese wrestling. That's great, but you know some Jones. of the, you know she some some of these some of these ladies might not be connecting. They not they're not right. connecting with the American no. audience the way that you think that they are, or do they can. None connect with you? of them
2: were. None of them were. And that's not their fault. Um, yeah. But but I know we got to keep it moving. I'm sorry.
1: No. Um, all right. So we'll see where it goes. With Abaddon, uh, you know, again, character. Everybody's kind of uh, interested to watch. All big right. Uh, another big angle coming into tonight, and I, in my sarcasms here, in my voice, I'm just going to say it. Kenny Omega, uh, uh, cool entrance, arrives in a chopper with Don Callis as they approach Daily's place venue. They hit the ring, dismiss Tony Schiavone, and I'm just going to go out and say it right here. If you miss Kenny Omega and Don Callis on Impact, no worry, because they repeated the same (laughs) effing promo verbatim tonight. (laughs) They talked about how Don Callis has known Kenny Omega for 27 years. It's a bigger screw job than Montreal. The AEW title is the most important title. You all fell for it hook, line, and sinker. We're not going to yet tell you what the big plan is. Even though last night on Impact, we told you we're going to tell you what the big plan is and surprises tonight. (laughs) This was... There's so much weight and interest going into this and I feel like they just took a crap on all of us <laughs> of,
2: of but what, 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 what would you want them to do though we get on wrestling for being too quick and shotgunning things too fast because what last night Matt because last
1: do? they make a big they make a, they make a big deal on last good. Wednesday right good great they make a big they deal last Wednesday they
2: should overpromise and underdeliver that's what a heel does
1: make a big deal that they're going to be on impact. Okay, great. They're on they're on, a, they're on, a tour, they're on a tour bus at Impact. They cut the same promo in 11 minutes on Impact with Josh Matthews. They oh, do. we got a, we got, we, got a big, we got a big we got a big we got we got an announcement tomorrow. The only hint we're going to give is Lex Luger. Then tonight come and
2: same it's just it's it's like how do you you th- you're trying to so grab fans Lex and like, Luger helicopter flying down trying to beat Yokozuna. That was the Lex Luger tie in, right? I'm happy. <laughs> this appeared. This came off like such a
0: huge troll job. Like I hope. Thank that you. <laughs> the character. Like it rem- I just saw a documentary on Andy Kaufman, that Jim and Andy documentary. So that's fresh in my mind right now. This seemed like something Andy Kaufman would have done, like a prank on the audience. Where yesterday he says, "We got a big announcement tomorrow, brother. Tune in Wednesday." We tuned in Wednesday. We have to be identical. For, I'm going to have to. As soon as we're with this podcast, I'm going to go back and listen to that. From, I think it was word for word what they said last night. Like I think this is high concept 4D art that they're doing. To where like down there saying the invisible hand, the chic, this ten year old curly boy. It's you like did. literally the next town in an election campaign, and I thought. I think this is part of the gimmick that they're just going to yeah, keep going. Yeah. And- <laughs> they're not ready yet, They're not ready. yet. And,
1: and look, Trump. Matt, Matt, and I get it. I get that they're heels. He's I right. get that they- I get their heels, and they're supposed to overpromise, underdeliver. I get that they could be working I'm me. Re- but here's, yeah, you're, you're trying to defend I'm Kenny. In, you're president of the fan call,
2: admittedly. Re- I- I'm admittedly reaching. I'll admit it. Right. <laughs> but, he,
1: he, but here's where my real issue with it is, and it's one of the news stories Raj wanted to have included, so I'll just say it right now. Uh, Impact, uh, the, you know, them being on Impact, and then also Tony Schiavone and Tony Khan had an infomercial on Impact last night. It worked for Impact. It, this benefited Impact. Impact drew 221,000 viewers. This is television. We'll hang on to streaming. I almost called it on
2: the nose. 200, 221,000
1: viewers on Access. That's up uh, that's up, uh, 33% from what they did on access the previous week, that's TV. And then on the streaming of Twitch, uh, it l- learned, looks like they, 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 uh, uh, topped out at 50 something thousand at one point, which the most they'd ever have prior to that at one point was like 17,000. So this d- impact benefited out of this. They got new eyes. So my point being is that when you're dealing with this cross promotion, when you're doing something that hasn't been done in U.S. wrestling television all that much in the last 25 years, hasn't been done since back in the 70s and 80s and, and the territory days of having promotions really work together on this scale of world champions moving around. And, and, and I just felt like you had a lot of eyes and interest in tonight's dynamite. And maybe it's a troll job. Maybe it's a heel job. But it, I think it's underdelivered And quite frankly, took, took a crap on themselves. They pissed on their own shoes.
2: I thought Kenny looked cool tonight in see suit. I'm just gonna point that out. And I mean, what
0: now? Where does Impact go from here? There weren't even Impact guys on the show. This is the only tie that they had to Impact. It kind of quickly loses momentum from them in terms of moving forward with this interpromotional relationship.
1: Yeah, Jackson Collins four ninety nine. Uh, Jackson says, "I still know why we had to be on Impact last night, and I had I feel more fans are turned off to check out Impact now. Yeah. Uh, anyways, much love, boys. Thank you, Jax. I agree." Yeah. I mean Well, they're more turned so. off
2: they're more turned off to want to watch Impact because Impact was terrible in what they displayed on their show, getting the most eyeballs this year on their on their show. What I said last night, Justin, is Impact dropped the ball big time with what they decided to showcase. I don't give a crap. It was a taped show. You redo that crap. The minute you find out you're getting Kenny Omega to come to your show and you put all your TNA homegrown or more original talents, if you will, uh, different talents on that show in high situations that make them look good, especially their champion. They could not have taken a bigger dump on that poor kid.
1: Uh, Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot, a lot of questions. And again, I, I know that this is no, you're not. I don't need everything in one week. I get that they're going to build stuff, but I just the sequence of events in the past seven days. For what again? Last Wednesday, I, I opened this podcast and said I'm not over exaggerating. Tonight, the wrestling world changed both because of the Sting and because of the Omega Don yes. Callis stuff and the teased Impact. But and I just, like- I feel like the follow up was. <laughs> so there
2: we go. Uh, okay, with from from there to here, yes, I agree with you on this. Not with the Sting stuff. I still feel the Sting stuff is still mega proportions. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I love this.
1: Yeah, no, the Sting stuff I'm okay with. Um, but this was... Uh, all right, uh, anyways, they announced uh, announce their holiday lineup coming up uh, December 23rd. They are going to be immediately following the NBA playoffs. Uh, they'll have their holiday bash I love that
2: screen. So, something Something very simple. The screen they put up right there, very basic, very simple to follow. But I thought that was genius. We don't see that crap in WWE. I thought that was really smart how they did that. I know it's a small thing but an important detail, because now we know set our calendars, uh, DVRs, and all that other crap. For those dates, I'm tuning into all of them.
1: Yeah, they posted a calendar graphic of December 23rd. It's going to be a holiday bash, probably cool. at 10 p.m. start or whenever the NBA fi- playoffs wrap up. Uh, and then December 30th, it is going to be their New Year's Smash Night 1 with Chris Jericho on commentary, which he's always entertaining doing that. And then January 6th, Dynamite New Year's Smash Night 2 with special guest Snoop Dogg. So again, this certainly seems like the next Big uh two nights that they are gonna have payoffs to some of these big shows. Um and hey, having Snoop Dogg that's a big deal. Snoop Dogg obviously was was all over social media when he was the commentary for the uh the Roy Jones Jr. Mike Tyson fight. Um well commentary for that fight. Obviously, Snoop Dogg very, very well known and connected to have done stuff with WWE. I'll be curious if WWE blacklists Snoop Dogg now (laughs) that he's doing this.
2: (laughs) I think probably will. Yeah.
1: Um so, we'll see. They but, can. Uh, they
2: can. Undertaker and him have a clothing line together. Good luck with that, WWE. Undertaker well, ain't losing well, no
1: money. Well, and, and, and Snoop Dogg has a niece and Sasha Banks, or a cousin, and Sasha Banks. He's in a uh, Justin Lopez, 499. I was going to say, there's no reason for me to watch Impact next week. There was no follow-up at all. So, yeah.
0: Anyway. I mean, just think about all the big storylines in wrestling history. Week after week, you're more excited by them to a certain point. We're in week two
2: of Impact vs. AEW. Yeah. I mean, are you more excited about the storyline? No, I don't think there is one. I think that was it. I, I honestly do now. Like, What the hell was that?
1: The only other thing I think we might see is Tony which, Tony Khan's infomercial was actually very entertaining on Impact. And he said what? like he was he was scout The 92nd infomercial of him and Tony was Schiavone was more...
2: That was the drizz- That was a drizzling shits. That was terrible, Justin. That, that ninety sec.
1: That ninety seconds was more entertaining uh-huh. than the eleven minutes dragged out between Don Callis and Kenny Omega, where they told me nothing except for they've known each other for twenty seven years. Um,
2: you thought so, the CEO of that show looked like the CEO of a show? Didn't look like one to me. He looked like any random mark sitting in the fifth row. Which I don't know, his was wardrobe like, yeah, was. Good. His, his Man, wardrobe that, was. That, his that his, his wardrobe way. was terrible. But what that he did was relatable, Matt. Now, what he said was fine,
1: but his wardrobe looked terrible. I'm not here to judge his wardrobe.
2: (laughs) No, what what I'm saying terrible joke. Let me, can I finish, please, for the love of God? What What I was going to say was he wasn't funny. He was trying to be funny, making fun of Tony. Nothing he said was funny. Um, And they both looked, they looked at a place. And I thought that was a missed opportunity. They did do a good job of putting up the graphic of showing, hey, here's what's on AEW to an audience they already have. Um, But I thought Tony's appearance was not good. I'm not impressed with Tony on camera. He needs to stay the hell off camera.
1: Well, you're right. Everybody that's watching Impact already probably watches AEW, so it's not like you're gaining any viewers. I agree with that. Uh, But what what, something that Tony had said that caught my – he said something about maybe scouting tag teams. The only other thing I could see is maybe we see, you know, the Good Brothers or something from Impact. Maybe they show up on AEW. But, yeah, I don't think this is going to be what we all dreamed up in our heads of of a potential of, like, some going to war. Um, So –
0: also, we have to consider whoever attacked Dean Ambrose or a John Moxley might end up being from Impact. Maybe that's how they keep it going.
1: That's a good point. There you go. They never did close that that's up. Not did bad, they? actually.
2: No, no, they did not. All right, Alfred, you might have the prediction of the year if that comes true. Oh, well, we'll see. You know,
0: I'm not saying I'm a genius, but come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, main event time. MJF with Inner Circle at his side up against Orange Cassidy with the best friends. Winner receives the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Uh, this That's match, <laughs> this Sorry. match, uh, good, uh, you know, uh, good stuff of the, uh, a great conflict of styles. Uh, MJF doing some some great heel heat um, comes into where we end up having some distraction here. MJF tries to pull the Eddie Guerrero thing where he tosses the baseball bat to uh, Orange Cassidy and make it and get Cassidy to catch it to implicate himself. Cassidy puts his fans in his pocket, so then uh, MJF has to grab the bat again. The referee turns, sees MJF at the bat. Of course, the ref can't call it can't call a DQ because it's AEW. There are no DQs. They just they just get rid of the bat. No. And uh, ultimately, though, uh, we go into the the go home finish, and uh, we see uh, uh, Cassidy <clears throat> trying to pop up and stay alive, but uh, Wardlow puts the MJF's foot on the rope to stop the count. All of a sudden, we get a big brawl on the floor. Miro runs out. He ends up hitting Orange Cassidy with a lariat, and ultimately that gets MJF to drape his arm over Orange Cassidy for the win. So MJF gets a victory, and then after the fact, it is the Miro show. Miro is beating up best friends. He's beating up security guards. Miro, in a, looking in a quite the colorful outfit, standing tall. So Miro yep. is the one who stands tall at the end of this one.
2: Okay, so here's what somebody needs to get a hold of Miro and say, dude, don't wear that tonight. We're going to make you look like Hercules out there. Don't wear that crap tonight. Um, but he looked phenomenal. He looked awesome. This is how you should be booking Miro. He's a stud-ass athlete. He looks like he can – again, he's – like an athlete that can rip your face off in a real fight. Um, he's very legit looking, and he's great in the ring. I love I love watching him. I'm, I'm struggling with how they've booked him, though. I feel very bad for how they booked him. I feel bad for him. But this was a good positive step in, in booking him, at least semi-closed out. They should have been booking him from day one.
0: I really like Miro the last couple of weeks. I, I've been kind of off on how they booked him in terms of using the video game and he's getting so mad because his video game was broken and whatnot. And it's just, you remember when he's at his best, it's just when he's a monster. And that's what they've done this past two weeks. And in Battle Royal, he was a monster. And he eliminated like four guys. Uh, this week, he just got this big He's He's believable, right? Yeah. Really like, And I like the sweater too. Versace is great. But yeah, not on a monster who's going after a bunch of people. It should have probably not even been paying attention to a sweater. Uh, but I,
2: I thought if they do more of this with Miro, then it'll be much better than Can yeah. I tell you something that Cornette used to say to us? Like, and this is like old school wrestling right here for you folks. Or what they used to tell me, like in OVW, if I had to do a run in, make it look like I'm like in the shower. So, i have to come out with like water all over me and stuff. And, like, with what with one boot missing and stuff, he's like, well, you, you'd be changing, right? I'm like, what, the whole show? I'm walking like, around with one boot on. It takes me i am saying to me? Sarah takes me two minutes to change. Like, you you know, and he's like, meh. And Arn Anderson was there to back him up. He's like, it always looks better when you come out to make a save and things like that. Sweating or have oil on or, you know, this and that. So if you're overly oiled Matt Morgan, which I used to get made fun of for when I was with TNA. um, Yeah, that's why. Because I got like PTSD from uh, OVW with that scrap. But like not friggin' a Versace sweater as a monster. Yeah, not on that type of heel. No, you know, I know you're saying. Starks, Ricky Starks all day.
1: Oh yeah. Matt, you gotta come out with soap on your body. You haven't got to rinse yet. You okay. you were just so flabbergasted what's going on in the I, ring, I, you just bolted from I, the shower. I, I,
2: so like I remember telling the other guys, they're all like laughing and stuff, and I'm like, "You dare me to put a shower cap on?" <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: that's something you could probably get away with at like a house show, just a rib uh, cornet or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not on yeah, TV, yeah. but at a house show, you know. Uh, before we go to NXT with Alfred, uh, party up, Gaming Five Dollars Gallows has been missing for the last couple of Impact tapings. Could be a setup. The Good Brothers appearing on AEW if they attacked Moxley. All right, well. Uh, we'll see. And I think we got one more, maybe. Yeah, we got uh Jackson Callens, four ninety nine. Just me or Demiro look faster uh and all than he than before. He flew into the ring and you know, just in general. I mean, he's in great shape. Dude. Cool.
2: He he's an amazing athlete. He's always been quick. He's always been lightning quick. Um he's a great he's a thoroughbred. As far as an athlete goes, he's top A plus.
1: All right, he's so that big. was so that was AEW Dynamite tonight. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, guys. I, again, I, I think this show might do over a million viewers because of what they had going into it. They've only ever done over a million four 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 other times. But yeah, but based upon, as I, at least my opinion, I feel like there was some segments that just,
2: there was such hype and it just kind of... Sec- no. The second half of this show dropped off drastically, I thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Sting, Shaq, Kenny Omega were the three big segments. And... I mean, if I was going to judge the show on those segments alone, I'd say under delivered massively, and you know, was disappointing.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. The first, the first half of the show, like with the young bucks, how they opened it up was great. FTR's appearance was great. Um, with uh, uh, when was Abaddon on it? She second hour, second hour, yeah, second probably hour. second hour. Um, but like the first hour felt like it was better than Sting was on the first hour, right?
1: He was the second segment. Well, that's like he was, yeah, after the first yeah. match, he was next up. Yeah.
2: Right? So, yeah, that's why I feel confident saying that. Yeah, the first the first half of the show was definitely much better than the second half.
1: Yeah. So, again, um, we'll, we'll see what the viewership is. Uh, but uh, as they're moving towards this, this payoff, probably these New Year's shows. All right. Uh, Alfred, you want to take NXT here real quick?
0: Sure. We go to NXT. They open with a recap of War Games. Then we go into the CWC with Finn Balor. He enters the ring, says War Games is over, champions back. Some love him, some don't, but you're going to know me when you come see me in this ring. He's then interrupted by Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne gets a couple words out. He's interrupted by Kyle O'Reilly, who, after being put over kind of as a big baby face, winning after War Games, did not come off as a baby face in this segment, even if that was the intention. He starts your people Peter, Peter, and I'm the man that broke your jaw, took you to the limit. You know, Finn Balor's back after broken John. Here is Kyle O'Reilly taking credit for it, and listen to that inner voice, and let vengeance be your friend. He's just talking like a total heel. Uh, then Damian Priest comes in and interrupts him, and it really kind of turns into a bickering segment. This segment kind of falls off the rails because I think they're supposed to be going back and forth because Damian starts off and says that you know something. Uh, is not aren't, you know, Pete Dunn says, "Aren't you the geezer who couldn't even beat Leon Ruff?" And then Damien says, aren't you the guy who gets paid by Matthew to keep his mouth shut? So they're supposed to be going back and forth and back and forth with these insults, but it gets really awkward. But Finn Balor, Balor just completely walks off from the segment, walks up the ramp, and he says, if you guys would have let me finish, I would have said that that's Regal's job. I don't know who's going to be the next number one contender. So then the lights go down, and you hear the ominous music, the smoke come up from the ramp, and out comes uh, Scarlett Bordeaux. Scarlett comes out, carrion Cross's music plays. Finn Balor, which I absolutely love, plants his feet in the dirt, turns around. He doesn't let her speak. He says, well, let me guess. Tick tock. Tell your boy that when he's ready, Finn's ready. He walks off. Total babyface Gets cheered. Finn chants. Uh, Damian Priest follows up. Kind of piggybacks. And he says around the same thing. You usually tell your boy uh, to wait in the car. Next time, tell him that he has to step up to me like a man. And she smiles maniacally. Uh, this was a mixed bag. Kind of awkward early. But I just love the book yes. of Finn Balor. We, how many times have we seen the Finn's music play and baby faces on Raw or SmackDown? Have to like, oh no, the Finn is here! But Finn Balor, as soon as he knew what that was, he was like, all right, tell him to come meet me in the ring. I absolutely
2: loved it, Matt. Do you think it was too early for someone to be jabroning him because he's a new talent, Killer Cross, supposed to be a killer? Do you think it's well, he really didn't get jabroned because it wasn't him; it was his girl that was out there. Well,
1: so. and we and we see him later.
2: Exactly. And so the reason he, that I'm he, yeah, but, he didn't show up to the ring and I that's the reason that I'm okay with it. Is that it was just the smoke and me. Yeah. It didn't really bury him. It, yeah, okay.
0: Okay. I'm okay oh, with it. It's your babyface world champion. And you're right. People should be selling for carrying a cross, but your babyface world champion should not be backing down from a fight with the top bad guy in the company.
2: That's true.
1: Yeah, he shouldn't well and Finn shouldn't be backing down from yeah. from the ba- from the bad guys. Henchman lady, you know, I mean, yeah. So I thought this was great by that, right? Yeah. um and, and it foreshadow what we would get to see later, and not to be shallow, I'm gonna be shallow. It's a visual business. Scarlet looks smoking, and the yeah. legion, of, the legion of doom esque spikes coming out of the, the the black outfit she was wearing. I can't, I gotta at least. It was at
0: like least one piece, an amazing, amazing <laughs> outfit,
1: Scarlet. Bigfoot sneakerhead, two ninety nine. Not to be biased, I believe NXT was better. Thank you, Bigfoot sneakerhead. <laughs>
0: Uh, we get backstage. Uh, Pete yeah. Dunn gets by Killian Dane. We set that up for a match for later. Uh, then we go to Jake Atlas versus Swerve Scott. I really like this match. It was kind of a technical back and forth match. Uh, Swerve Scott had the advantage toward the end, but Jake Atlas came up with a roll-up victory from out of nowhere. So They continue to do stuff with Jake Atlas. Who they're kind of promoting as a guy with heart. After the match, Jake Atlas offered a handshake to Swerve Scott, and Swerve Scott didn't want it. Uh, I thought Jake Atlas kind of came off as obnoxious, but I guess the Idea of this is Swerve Scott is going to be a heel
2: coming out of this because he's had the heel facials and he was not happy with this. Good, Justin, get your shit in, Justin. You
1: no, no, man, go ahead. Okay, Tommaso oh, cheers. Got a great... Uh, real quick. I, I'm a big fan of Scott. I don't like him as a heel. I, he is such a good baby face. They, they, they haven't given him, uh, you know. He, he, I want more time for him, but he is such a good baby face. The way he wrestles and just the way he naturally just has a. Uh, he exudes in a charisma that's babyface, so I'm not liking the, if they are going to do that. I'm not, I'm not behind him going heel. I don't like that at all.
0: Yeah, and very crowd-pleasing style in the ring. I just love this series with uh, Legato Del Fantasma. He's so good in there. Oh, and, yeah, It looked like he's here. trying it's, to be heel,
2: you know? That, but that's okay. He's going to learn. I, I'm telling you guys, when you're a talent, it's not until you become heel, because a heel is supposed to lead the match, generally speaking. And you learn how to work. I just always feel that because your job is to gauge the crowd as well and call things on the fly. And I know today's day and age, that's a little bit of a lost art as far as the heels leading the matches because everybody's very inexperienced by comparison to back when I was wrestling, guys were like having 20 years of experience. It's not like that as much anymore, but it's still the heels job to do that. So my point is, you have to hit the you hit the fast forward button on your development when you become heel, in my opinion. So Swerve Scott's going to be a better babyface for this.
0: Uh, so we get to Tommaso Ciampa backstage, and he's discussing Cameron Grimes. Really good promo. He says, "Insecurity described himself as confidence. Yeah, Tonight, we're going to find out which one is true for you." Then we go to Everize versus Imperium versus the Grizzled Young Vets. Very lively Oof. match. The story of this match was Oof. essentially Everize was just being super heels, hiding in the corner, running around. They try to run away as soon as the match began. Uh, they're picking their spots. Uh, finally, they try to use their heel tactic, and it backfires at the end. Uh, Double team ticket to Mayhem on Chase Parker, and the Grizzled Young Vets yep. win. Would
2: you just this match, Matt? I hate the name Grizzled Young Vets, but I love the tag team. I love watching them. Every time they come out, I'm more and more impressed by them. Every time I watch any of their matches, um, good match. That other team bothers you, I could tell, Alfred. No, I
0: actually, they don't, Everize does not bother me. I like the story that ever rise was just kind of running around picking their spots it was a really well done match it's just your basic professional wrestling to where i like the fact that they're establishing this up as a clear heel instead of three guys just doing moves okay it's one team that's good. clearly heel, and then the yeah. heel tactics backfire so it's just a basic storytelling match
2: yeah I, you're right i thought last week you got you didn't like what they were yeah
0: yeah okay. yeah i didn't um, ruin that long good match but yeah yeah they, they're, they're they're good heels
2: i think they're they are, and they're talented as hell in the ring when they eventually do go and wrestle. Um, it was a great three. This was a great tag team match. So like when uh was it? Bigfoot Sneakerhead says like NXT's better. This was one of the matches that I will argue played a huge part in that. This was a great match tonight.
1: Yeah, and it all depends on what your appetite is. If you want more traditional heel versus face X's and O's belt to belt wrestling. I think NXT is going to win you out more times than not. If you like a more modern style, if you like a little bit more, I don't like to say crash booking, but I mean, AEW is more faster paid. It's all a matter of what it is that your palate wants. Uh, but this is a great example of, you know, I, I like it when you do uh, triple threat or, or four weight. The, the wrestling titles. is
2: more original. The wrestling feels more original too, because yeah. a lot of the British influence of a lot of the British wrestlers that are on this show now, um, their styles are different. If you go, if you go back and watch NXT, has got the high flyers. They've got the guys that could do, you know, wrestle hundred miles an hour, and do all these high spots and crazy stuff that we've never really seen before, right? Just like AEW does. But by the same token, that British influence is noticeable to me when I watch this show, and there's a little bit of a difference with that. And tonight's match, it was pretty heavy. Very good match.
1: I, I think, and I think NXT does do a better job of long-term storytelling and, and character talent building. AEW is a lot more faster pace. It come as come as you go. Um, you know, that's just my opinion. But but again, every, everybody's different. What they want. Uh, Super chat here, Joey Doerrin for two dollars. It looks like WWE already pulled Snoop Dogg stuff. Uh. Joey, don't Joey, you don't have to pay more money. I'll what? try to keep an eye, I'll try to keep an eye on the chat. Please tell, elaborate. What did you? What are you not seeing that was there of Snoop Dogs from WWE? So please, Joey, try to. I'll try to keep an eye on this as we as we go. That's
0: hilarious.
2: Until Undertaker calls them and says, put that shit back up now. (laughs) Come on. Can't do Uncle Snoop like that. Uh, NXT teams is the casualties of war games.
0: And then they just show clips of war games. They have some interviews with the guys, you know, putting it over as a dangerous match. You show, of course, Candice had a broken arm legit from this match. So she shows that off. We see interviews with uh, Bobby Fish saying that he had to reattach his triceps. It's all kinds of brutal stuff. Really Is that real? Is that real? I think it was. It looked like he looked pretty real. Yeah. Yeah. They showed Uh, pictures of his tricep. He had to reattach his tricep. I don't know if that means that he tore it off the bone or uh, how bad he injured it, but um, you know, I'm I'm sure they're all.
1: I know the legit injury list coming out of war games was pretty, pretty deep. They they had quite a quite a lot of things to tend to.
0: Then we go to Tony Storm. She's talked about how she's going to be the next NXT Women's Champion. And then Io Shirai comes in. She says, it's not that I have a problem with you. I just don't like you. They start to brawl. They brawl to the CWC. Uh, Tony Storm at some point tries to escape, but Ember Moon shows up. She attacks Tony Storm, tosses her into the stairs, tosses her back in the ring, and Io Shirai finishes up with a moonsault. Uh, so, I listen, the heel just got beat down, and I don't know where we go from here, but it uh, looks like they're squarely focused on a number one contender, and it's might be Tony Storm. It might be Raquel Gonzalez, but we'll see by the end of the night, I guess.
2: What a number one contendership, though, right? Like, I love both talent, So I, I feel like as a fan, I win either way. Yeah.
1: So Joey and other people are, are, are saying the same thing, that the Undertaker gear, when you search Snoop Dogg, nothing comes up. So Joey says wow. that. D. Flores says they pulled the Taker and Snoop merch. <laughs> Holy hell.
2: Oh, my God.
1: Oh, boy. Vince is gonna. Vince is gonna be getting a call here in the morning. I think. I
2: right, listen, man. This company let me live out my dream. right? So I'm not trying to do crap on them here, but are you kidding me? You guys are the New York Yankees. You're supposed to know sell this stuff. You don't even watch AEW because you're so far in first place, right? You're on your own island, for that matter. You don't even know what AEW means, let alone watch the show or hear rumors of who the talents are coming in. You talk about selling, that makes you look like you worry. I'm sorry, it just does. It makes you look, I'm just going to say, you look like a mark. You look like a, 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 you take yourself too serious, and th- that's such a stupid move. I'd be embarrassed. I'd be embarrassed. Uh, we go Good for AEW. Really, really quick, good for AEW for rocking their boat enough to do that.
0: Right. So Yeah. And they know they're going to be petty and stuff like this. This happens all the time uh so Timmat
2: Timmat
0: so champa versus cameron grimes this is a good match uh we get a lot of back and yeah. forth action double cross bodies float overs uh thatcher is just sitting patiently watching uh the finish comes yep. when thatcher's student comes in and tries to screw over jamaf and champo he does a cat mouse gimmick with cameron grimes and then uh hits the finish willow's bell uh, Grimes loses. Thatcher just keeps watching. Faces off with Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, Grimes starts mouthing off to Thatcher, and Thatcher just twists his ankle up. I mean, Cameron Grimes, he deserves better. He's so great. He does. I just, he just makes me laugh. I love Cameron Grimes.
2: I, I, When I came back to Impact, I wanted my kids to have a chance to see his dad wrestle live, right? So I went back there after I retired. I think it was like 2017. It was right before I ran for election. So maybe 2016 or 2017. Anyways, I met him. Uh, the guy who plays Grimes. And I, I watched him on impact. I was like, this dude is really good. And he was like tight with like hurricane and the Hardys, And they're like, he's like the next one. He, he's, he's going to be a star. You just watch, you know, cause I'm asking about him and uh, he had great shape. He, he was muscular plus could do all the high spot stuff. And so when he first came to NXT and I saw him doing all this comedy crap, I'm like, why are you guys not taking this kid serious? He's good. But, He's starting to win me over with this character a little bit. I hate that he runs from everybody and this and that, but by the same token, at the end of the day, isn't that what, like, Piper eventually would do at the end of the day, and other good heels would eventually do at the end of the day? They would backpedal. They just gotta give him some more opportunities, in my opinion, to go over strong in matches when the times are right for him. So when he does do that backpedaling, and he does do the joke stuff, and gets treated like a a a joker and things like that, he's it has more credibility to the person that beats him, because right now in every match he goes into, you know he's going to get his ass kicked.
1: Yeah, Matt. I, I mean, I share a lot of that same thing. When the camera, when you know, because I, I remember seeing him as, as I think uh, Trevor Lee, I think was what it was. That's the name. Yeah. yeah. And so when I saw the camera Grimes gimmick, I was like, eh. And then he he started to win me over. when I first saw the, when I saw the camera Grimes gimmick, <clears throat> I was like, this isn't going to last three months. Obviously, it's yeah, it lasted well sense. beyond. And then yeah. I'm like, all right, well, this isn't going to be entertaining to be anything that's going to have like a worthwhile storyline right. and match. And they proved right. me wrong there. I think the stuff of Dexter Loomis. Okay. So now the next thing that he has to prove me wrong is I still look at the character and I go, I don't buy him as NXT world champion. So I, that, now he has to figure out how he's going to make me believe. And he could be chicken so, ship, but I but I need him to figure that out for me.
2: So if that's your gauge, though, like no offense, I can name half that roster. I can't see that for to be world champion.
1: you yeah, no fair, and I, and I could do the same thing. But I guess what I'm saying is, there's you know, obviously so you go in the business, you always want to end up being world champion of the promotion you're in. I guess I need to. Everybody I need mean, the, the character levels. The character keeps. A, what I'm saying is, the character keeps evolving, and so I I, I hope it evolves to the next level that I can't envision. That I'm like, all right, now I can see Cameron Grimes oh, okay. run around with a title. I just I, I
2: just, he keeps. Just give him more wins. Give him; they yeah. need to give him some wins. That's all.
1: Yeah, and less
0: comedy too. But I mean, he might—that might be beyond his ceiling as a world champion, uh, because they might just see yes. him as like later okay. type guy work, who's going to be kind of a comedy player. But yeah, if he's going to excel, there's going to be need to be a lot less comedy so that he can at least be taken serious.
1: <laughs> Colt Cohn found a direct link yes. to yes. the Undertaker and Snoop Dogg collab. It says page not found.
2: <laughs> of course, Snoop. Boy,
1: Poor boy. boy.
2: Is that, oh. is that through WWE stuff, I'm guessing? Yeah, yeah I'm assuming, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Okay. Yeah. So we go
0: uh, backstage to Raquel Gonzalez. She cut the promo on Ember Moon, so she's going to regret ever coming back to NXT. And then, oh, baby, we get into this segment. <laughs> I hope you guys saw this. We go to this cinematic style segment, okay? Zaya Lee is now punching wood, and her hands are bleeding. Her fists are white, tape, blood all over them. We cut to Boa, he's getting caned, and he's bleeding, he's coughing up blood, his face is bleeding, and then we go to the Grand Master, and I learned two more Chinese words. Uh, all right, and kill King. <laughs> all right, He wants Riley to move her fist faster, and then they cut to Boa, and he goes, the uh, King, because he's still King. He wants Boa <laughs> to get harder, so then it's faster, too I All right, King, all right, King. All right, King. And alternating, and there's so much blood. This is literally—I'm not overdoing this. More blood than this <laughs> house all year combined. The bleeding, and then the segment ends. Listen, I don't know what they're doing, but like, I love recapping.
1: <laughs> this guy puts Mr. Miyagi to shame.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna learn Chinese by the end of
2: these things. <laughs> oh my lord! That was so good. Oh,
1: I like—I I, I do like the element of mystery here. What's going on? I, you know,
0: yeah, yeah. There, and there's also, um, there was kind of subtle at the end, there were these samurai eyes. So, I think there might be an additional character that they're going to introduce. But, whatever they're doing with this, I hope it pays off. I mean, I was you talk about a storyline that gets better, like this guy, this did more of an advance than Impact versus AEW. I'm more excited for this now. Insane yeah. stuff that we just watched.
1: Yeah, you said so, more more advanced than uh, omega and Callus. uh brad Swint 499 sasha bank's entrance music entrance music will be konzo yeah, on smackdown of course snoop does her entrance music so we'll see
0: I get a dr dre remix <laughs> uh, so johnny gargano hits the ring with the full-fledged heel johnny gargano family this is what i just expected it to be and it's johnny gargano candice LeRae with her hand in a brace um
1: uh, <laughs> people are loving your recaps by the way Tammy's <laughs> his recaps are better than the actual segment uh, uh, Michael the virus <laughs> Alfred can I be your friend Come on in. Private, <laughs> private recaps follow me on Twitter I'll give you a recap.
0: Thank you everybody. they're fun to recap just incredible television.
1: And, and Justin Lopez, Don and I, and W was going to make Sasha change in music. So we're, we're still on the Sasha music thing. All right. Yeah, sorry, go, go ahead. I want to I give you your love.
0: Give me all the updates I need when it comes to that. And Sasha makes a new dog. It's a developing story. Uh, where Johnny Gargano and the heels that come out. So uh, it's, it's indie. It's um, Austin Theory, Johnny Gargano, and Candice LeRae. And the, the, apparently they're going to be called The Way. That sounds like the phrase that they really wanted to get over. Uh, they're talking about how they both won because we are the way. That's the way. Austin Theory says the Milky Way. So he's going to like be like the dumb kid. Uh, Johnny Gargano says that he's a three-time North American champion. they huh. Cand- just putting themselves over. And then the segment really picks up because Johnny Gargano has a very expensive gift for Candice LeRae saying just how expensive this is. They reveal it. It is like the worst youth sports trophy you've ever seen. Like it is this cheap. It's got a doll instead of an actual trophy person. It's just this awful trophy that Johnny Gargano gives to his wife, Candice LeRae. Uh, they're interrupted by Damien Priest. Uh, he says he's going to come up there and shove the pipe up his ass. But before he can, he gets jumped by the returning Karrion Cross, who just beats him up, lays him out, power bomb on the stage. And we're off and running with Damien Priest likely being the first victim of Karrion Cross coming back. What do you think about that, Matt?
2: That's mega. That's big time. I am not a fan, and I love Karrion Cross, but I'm not a fan of Damian Priest being treated like this, for what it's worth. But if you had to, it's with this mother Fletcher, because he's a star. He's a headline act waiting to happen on the main roster, and uh, I dug this. I-, I did. It was weird seeing Priest be treated like this. It was, and that's what made it so big
1: yeah it it was um you know you you i guess you think that maybe the the cross's first match back whenever that's going to be is against priest which you presume cross needs to win or remember this is the guy who this is the guy who won the nxt world title and then had to vacate it you know a night later or a week later so but it was great to see cross back and then obviously the camera following him all the way to the car of him and and him and scarlet driving off um i'm just I'm, i'm glad he's back and i'll say this I heard there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, from fans and, and people in the business wondering. Cross made such a quick, great impact on NXT. Then he gets injured. I heard a lot of concern of when he comes back. Does he come back to NXT or does Vince swipe him to Raw or SmackDown? So I'm glad to see he's at least getting to come back to NXT for now. And, and oh, do. bring
2: him back and pu- and put the damn title on him again. I I'm sorry. Yeah, and everyone likes Finn Balor. I do too but I'm sorry. you, you got to put the title back on uh, Karrion Kross. Uh, Bernie, a huge star tonight.
1: He did. Bernie and DC. Ar- Alfred already thrust to the top baby face of the wrestling brand. <laughs>
0: Thank you, Riley. I appreciate it. Oh, man. But, yeah, and that kind of goes back Bur- to my point. One of the reasons I really want to see K- uh, Karrion Cross take that title uh, from Finn Balor uh, is because now Finn Balor is just kind of acting like such a badass that it's going to mean more if he just beats this guy who's at his absolute best and being booked strongly. Right. Yeah, But that was um,
2: that. One thing
0: I didn't like is that This was actually a pretty fun segment with Johnny Gargano And the Garganos were just kind of This was like the launching point for this new top heel faction And that was kind of pushed to the side by the end of this segment Because you're
2: not really thinking about Johnny after this it, you, you, Why it, Why are we calling this a faction? Time out, time out, time out Why are we calling this a faction?
0: Well, they fun. are they they're like they're gonna do the whole Gargano family. It's like uh like Austin Theory and, and Indy, they're gonna be Indy Harwell are gonna be like their son and daughter, and Johnny Gargano and Candice Lorraine. They've been doing this kind of they're like the suburban four horsemen, essentially, is what they're going <laughs> <to>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a and that's that was that's...
2: your best one of the night. That was your best one of the night, by far. Which is
1: very that accurate is and, and, and quite frankly. I I kinda wondered to myself when Johnny won the North American title back, I said, what the hell else can he do on NXT? He's been the top babyface in singles, he's been the he's been a babyface in tag, he's been the top heel in singles. So I guess heel uh, stable is there. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and then that's It's like evolution, really, where you've got these two established figures in NXT and then you've got these two up-and-comers and and hopefully, like Randy Orton and Batista, they can get the rub and eventually be stars in their own right. Like, that's essentially, I hope, what they're going for. Um, And and I'd be
1: okay with a Johnny Gargano heel faction. Uh, I'd be okay with a Johnny Gargano heel faction trying to fight for TV time in the ring with a Pat McAfee faction. Yeah. Johnny and Pat arguing over who needs to have more. I I, I could buy it, because we didn't see Pat, so I, I could, but I could buy into that.
2: Yeah, that'd be great. We, I love that. we That's need fun. to see Pat. I wanna, yeah, I want Pat on every week. I think he's awesome. But, um, huh. You know something? At first, I didn't buy Johnny as a heel. I was like, there's no way he's going to be able to pull this off. He's just screams baby face, but yeah. He's done a really good job with this, you guys. He's done a very good job with this. Very
0: obnoxious. Just wearing the most obnoxious like turquoise suit. And
1: and again, yes, likes yeah, right. Like Sammy Guevara, like Britt Baker. Had yes. never done a heel thing. He had always been booked in his career. He His favorite wrestler yes. is Shawn Michaels. He idolizes Shawn Michaels. My first indie company I ever worked for was a company that Gargano's family owned. He was the Shawn Michaels of our company the way that he was booked and the way the spots he did. I never thought I could see him as a heel, and now I think his heel work is better than anything he's ever done as a face. It's, yeah. it's amazing.
0: Incredible performer. Uh, we go to backstage, Malcolm Bivens. He... Uh, advance the storyline with Thatcher's student. He says, let's talk business. Then we go to Pete Dunn versus Killian Dane, which I love. I thought this stood out from everything else. It was so hard hitting. Uh, they're going back and forth. Killian Dane basically screaming at Dunn for trying to end his career. We get a high spot from Dane with a fisherman suplex uh, top of the rope. Uh, then out comes Oni Lorkin and Birch, and they attack Drake Maverick. They get run off by Dane, but the distraction is enough for Dunn to win with the bitter end. So apparently... Yeah. Uh, looks like the Kings of NXT,
2: they're still going to run together despite the fact that they lost the WarGames. Good. Good. I like that group. I like the group a lot. Really quick, um, Malcolm Bivens, I think, is insanely underrated. He needs to be cutting more promos. I love his promos.
0: Yeah, I think they'll be doing more with him, too, and I like how subtle it was last week. I actually missed it the first time around, but he was actually giving his card to Timothy Thatcher's teammate in the background, and so this week they're actually doing yes. a front
2: I saw promo,
0: that. hopefully they just keep doing more and more with this.
1: Tim said, Alfred, sounded, is, man. Tim said Alfred is too legit to quit, oh, uh, uh, <laughs> and Rocky giving a cheers. Alfred is lit. <laughs> All right, you Alfred, you're man. blowing up over here. I can't, we're, I'm getting alerts. Al, Al, Al,
2: Al, Alfred, do not take those as compliments.
0: <laughs> you don't like the MC Hammer era compliments?
2: That was terrible. Whoever wrote that, good Lord.
0: <laughs> so we get to uh, – Kushida goes backstage, of course, with Leon Ruff, so I guess Leon Ruff is going to have enforcements with Kushida in terms of teaming. Uh, it's going to be a two-on-three situation. Um, we go to the main event, Ember Moon – and Raquel Gonzalez. There uh, uh, was a good match. It was basically Raquel Gonzalez being just put over. It was like a showcase for her as a monster. Uh, Ember Moon trying to get offense going and getting cut off and overpowered by Gonzalez. She at one point tries to climb the scaffold and really teases that she's going to go up and do a high spot but gets pulled down and thrown into the pole. Uh, that leads to them getting in the ring. Um, Tony Storm hits the ring, uh, but uh, not before Ember Moon gets hit with a modified powerbomb by... Uh, Raquel Gonzalez who wins clean uh, after Tony Storm is chased off kind of by uh, Raquel Gonzalez she just kind of you know, poses in the ring and leaves. Rhea Ripley comes down and scares off uh, Tony Storm and then we get Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez staring face to face I mean this looks like your world chick like I'm looking at this and Raquel Gonzalez is clearly going to be the number one contender and I think they have to have her go over Io Shirai because you're just looking at that and if you remember how great
2: they were at Halloween Havoc like this is money it is money, and I'm telling you right now. I said it a long time ago. If she's booked right, Raquel Gonzalez and her that that last scene that we saw. I, I don't know if I'm overrating this here. People are going to say I am. That's a WrestleMania uh, moment waiting to happen.
1: It is, uh, yeah. I mean, the, the, these two are all, these two are on a collision course, a crash course. Right? Yeah. Who who has been the stud babyface? It's Rhea. Who has been the emerging uh, b- b- bigger stud heel and Raquel? They both look like they can kick ass. This this is this
2: is great, dude. This is Kane. This is Kane stare off with Taker. This is Big Show stare off with Kevin Nash. This is Andre. Do you know what I mean. The big, but on the female side of things, man. This is you don't get this often. This this is this is no. dope. I love the hell out of this. I love this. Yeah, and great it's storytelling.
0: Such a main event level, just no over-promotion of what it is. They're just kind of staring at each other, and you know that this is going to be a big match sometime down the line. Dude,
2: I, I'm sorry. With all of the talents, and I'm a AEW homer, I admit it before I even give my opinion, all right? I thought NXT show was better tonight. I I'm didn't say saying that.
1: I think NXT... I had my focus far on the two screens far more in AEW, but I was let down in more ways. I think I think NXT accomplished more; they they progressed more tonight with, with things they did.
2: Uh, yes, that's especially how they ended it. Let me ask you a question: what which show ended better? Otter.
1: NXT ended if you better. You want to
2: come back and watch?
1: For sure.
0: Yeah, and I'm just in general a big fan right. of when storylines kind of intertwine. And if you saw Damian Priest within the first segment talking trash to Karrion Cross, that paid off later on in the night if you are paying attention. So it seemed like more of a cohesive television show. That was something that was very common in the Attitude Era. That I like that style of writing too.
1: And I think yeah. NXT.
2: Hey, by the way, Karrion Cross was on tonight's show. Finn Balor was on tonight's show. A uh, great promo from from Gargano and company. Um, progressing is. Crazy looking family, whatever you want to call them, stable. Um, there was so much on this show. Oh, the friggin' three way tag team match that I th- said was one of the best matches of the night on both shows. Um, the Grizzled Young Vets and Company. That was a dude. This was a good show. This is one of the better NXTs I've seen. I'm being dead serious.
1: All right, so uh, take uh, take it in. Uh, if you missed any of it, go back and check out what we talked about. Uh, one last news story. We already talked about the impact ratings. Uh, that They got a huge uh, rub from AEW. The other big story come out of Wednesday, Matt, I don't know if you would have caught this, so I'll, I'll, I'll deflect it over to you, no. is this morning on WWE's The Bump. They had Goldberg on. Goldberg was on to promote the new documentary they have on the WWE Network coming out this weekend. But Goldberg what went into – in, What's the documentary? Uh, I think it's untold untold yeah it sounds about right
2: for goldberg or yeah Yeah. for goldberg it's sorry thank you
1: uh but the big thing coming out to coming out of is it looked like he set himself up for the next storyline match goldberg calling out roman reigns now remember roman reigns and goldberg were supposed to fight for the title at wrestlemania last year roman reigns uh pulled out once this pandemic started but goldberg uh shooting at him on, uh, on yeah. the words he was let's be perfectly honest i'm the dude yeah. who delivers the spear and i don't think that he understands what it's like until i deliver one so roman it's coming and i'm coming for yeah. you i may be i may be old i may be gray but i'm still goldberg he also goes on to call out roman how roman backed out of their match at mania so whether it's rumble whether yeah. it's mania it certainly seems that goldberg versus roman is uh, on the horizon rumble,
2: i'm gonna say it now rumble goldberg mania rock
1: i agree i, I agree that's why i said i think this is a rumble match because i don't think roman's losing the title yes. between now and mania and but i think this is something that, no right but i think this is something you can get away with doing as a marquee at rumble if if oh, yeah. maybe rumble might be the first event WWE tries to have fans uh, and they move to tropicana field for uh starting this friday so it might be a match they could try to get yeah. some fans in if it's marquee but yeah i think this is a great rumble oh, yeah. match and I, I agree with you man i think i think I think Rock versus heel Roman is 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 a money for Mania if Rock's in the clear for Hollywood.
0: And I have no yes, problem don't with to rise. Sorry. Go no, no, you can bury Raj in a second. But I have no problem with Goldberg versus. I have no problem with Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. What I like about what they've done with Goldberg coming back is they usually just kind of set him up with some tune-up victories, if you will. Like, they had him squash Brock Lesnar before they ran it back there. Then he came back, he beat Kevin Owens. And this uh, angle would set itself up to where he could beat both the Usos before going to Roman Reigns somehow. I know we don't have plenty of time for that, but okay. I don't want to see Goldberg come back and just his first match in lose. You know, we'd like Goldberg to kind of be on some sometimes. Really? Title, I
2: guess in something I don't yeah, know. I, I, think, I, I think I think I think we get a huge pop. I'd pop where Ding Ding it rings and he spears Roman, but Roman kicks out of that shit. Well, um, it, I, yeah, I, I want Roman.
0: No, Goldberg should not be beating Roman. I just want a couple of wins under Goldberg's belt before he beats
2: Roman. You know, we want to see old Goldberg back spearing people, winning people, snorting, snarling after the match. Yeah, I got you. First, right, he, right. before you feed him to Roman, I got you.
1: Well, what you have to watch out for? You finally have. The heel Roman run that they always wanted. And and it helps that you don't have fans. It helps you can pipe in the sound and manufacture the
2: narrative. They always wanted. They didn't always want a Roman. They wanted a babyface Roman.
1: Well, they wanted a babyface Roman, but I'm saying we we, we finally have a heel Roman and you're able to do it the way you want because you don't have any fans to butt against it. So, like, I feel like if you had fans with with Roman versus Goldberg, I feel like more fans would be cheering Roman. I feel like fans have kind of petered out on Goldberg. Really? Yeah.
2: Interesting. I think I, I don't. Know. I feel like
1: fans have kind of burnt out on the oh. Goldberg act.
0: I wouldn't say. I think okay. as long as it's presented in a certain way, I, there's a certain way to do Goldberg right. where it's a little bit overexposure, yes. especially because everybody's smart to what makes Goldberg work now. But they have put Goldberg in just that old school way where it's, everything is kept quick and it's worked. I mean, his match against Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania 33, might have been the best match on that
2: card. That was awesome. I don't give a shit how short. Like, like it was good. Even like the two second match, what was it? Was that Mania? That was only a few seconds. Oh, About Survivor Series. What match was it? Where? Even that match, I thought was awesome. Yeah, yeah was, it was like a was shocking. It made sense. He didn't have to show his Goldberg didn't have to show his ass. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what you do. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Not everybody has to be a twenty minute five star wrestler. I don't want to see that from him anyway. Yeah,
0: you want less and more. But um, it will be, but Roman to, Reigns will be a babyface eventually. People are going to take positively to this version of Roman Reigns. And eventually they're going to have this babyface if they wanted all along if he's
2: playing this character. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Back to Raj really quick. Raj, Raj's opinion of the matter is that Rock won't be able to come to Mania because he's an actor and he's paid zillions of dollars. There's have to be a put insurance out on it and things like that. And my argument to Raj is that have been, dude, the guy owns his own production company. He's bigger than the business right now. That's how big Dwayne Johnson is. So he could call his shots in any scenario at any given time and tell everybody on set, you all wait here until I go shoot this. And I don't care if it's three weeks. You all do not leave this set because I'm The Rock and I said so. I'm going to go back and wrestle WrestleMania and I'm coming back. And they didn't have to do that because that's how big of a start, how powerful he is in Hollywood right now.
1: Well, well, Matt, I think that's valid if he does own his own production company. But I think also, go, I think to, to Raj's point, and, and The Rock's even, even talked about it. Even if he doesn't. Well, The Rock even talked about this. After he got hurt on the the rematch that he and Cena had at Mania 29 in New York.
2: Different uh, place. He was at a different place. It's right. It's not the same comparison.
1: Right. But just give me a second here. He got hurt, and it forced him to miss a couple promotional dates for whatever movie was coming out. And he's talked about He missed things, and there's a trickle-down effect to people that that make far less than him in these movies. What I think – so first off, I think it's still valid. The Rock still takes that into consideration that he doesn't want to harm productions. I think what's different this year and why I do agree that The Rock could do mania this year is we're coming out of a year of a pandemic. We're coming out of a year of a pandemic and not a lot of freaking filming is going on. So he might be in the position where he's slightly freed up to go ahead and do mania and not have to worry about any projects backed up.
2: Here's the biggest thing. You're missing the biggest hook here. The biggest hook here is he was in the ring with Roman Reigns, trying to give him the rub in Philadelphia, raising his hand. He got booed out of the building. It is the first time the rock got booed, booed. I mean, booed, booed. He could not give him any of the rock dust. All right. That's a rarity. That never happened to him. I guarantee you, did not forget that. And I know He's going to be there for Roman. I truly firmly believe this in my heart. He'll be there at WrestleMania. And he's a thousand times of a bigger star, even since he wrestled John Cena, the, the, uh, where he is today.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, like, I tend to agree. Did you, I think ma- did you see how many
2: voters he influenced in this year's election by endorsing Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? Did you all watch that? Dude, I'm telling you, this guy is incredibly powerful. Incredibly powerful. He calls the shots.
1: Alonzo Smith says, Justin versus Mad at Mania. Book events. <laughs>
2: there
1: we go. Uh, all right. What do you want? Uh, getting
2: along all the time? Shit. This show would be so freaking <laughs> I'd be too bad.
1: <laughs> oh, the chat room got lit when you got mad at me for interrupting you. They, they, they. Th- 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 this is great. This is great podcast TV. It's a great podcast video. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. That's all the news I got. Uh, Alfred, you got anything else you want to bring up? Or we, we good? No no, no,
0: no. That's a show. It was a good show. I agree. Yeah, I like NXT
2: better. Matt? Yeah, definitely NXT
1: tonight. All right. So, yeah, I have to agree. I think well, AEW had far more headlines going into it, but I don't think they capitalized on those headlines. They, they might win on the viewership, but I think no. NXT did, did a better job at their business. So, all right, that's that. Uh, yeah, better show. He's at BP Matt Morgan. He'll be back on Friday night for SmackDown. He's at This Is Nasty. Check him out on Forbes.com every single week, and he's now part this of the is, Wrestling Inc. family. No,
2: no. Yes, yeah, he is. Yeah, Timeout. What does that mean?
1: What's this what, nasty. Well, he Uh-oh. used to, well, he, 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 back when Alfred and I worked together in uh, 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 the old days of the old place, yeah, I never, I never even called him Alfred. He was big, <laughs> nasty. That was his name. That's your oh, Nick,
0: yeah. That well, yeah, yeah, was my gimmick at the time. I was a big, nasty. You know, I just had a name that tag. I earned it when I was playing rugby
2: and hey. I just kept it. Rugby. Where do you play rugby? Where do you play rugby? I used to Santa Barbara. Uh,
0: Oh, wow. How
2: yeah, tall are you? You're you're tall? Six, two and a half, six,
1: three. Yeah. Okay. He's big. He, Alfred's big. Alfred and I would be on a green screen together. He was in LA. I'm here in Pittsburgh. We'd be on a green screen every night together, <laughs> talk talking uh, uh, 3,000 miles away, and we had great interaction. And then the first time I'm in person with him, I think we were outside of uh, MetLife Stadium doing a post yeah. game for 25. Bleach Report after that mania. We walk up to each other. I go, holy hell, look at this guy. <laughs> Alfred was no joke. I was like, who gave you the roids from Bleacher Report? <laughs> like, <laughs> I <did> my-
2: uh, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. A uh, lot of good times. I right. asked that. That's cool.
1: A lot of good times. Viewership was great. Comments were great. Thank you, everybody. Uh, make sure you follow these guys. Make sure you hit Thank subscribe. You leave a comment. We'll be back Friday night after SmackDown. This trio will be back next week wednesday night after aew and nxt be safe for everybody thank you for the super chats signing off here we'll talk to you